On today's show, we cover some shocking statistics, how to achieve your financial goals in the new year, and help get you started. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. New year, new resolutions. Today we explore how to set, execute, and succeed at improving your finances and reaching your financial planning goals for 2024. Hi there, I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. Ben Koval, Matt Leiberger with us. Hey guys, how we doing today? Oh, doing great. Hey, Gary. All right. Of course, there with SoundPath Retirement Strategies. Let's uh, dig into this right away here. 417 Americans aged 18 to 64 were surveyed about their 2024 New Year's resolutions, and the results were shocking, shocking to say the least. I'm, I'm hanging on to my seat here, guys. Can you share these shocking results with me and our listeners all at the same time? <laughs> right. Well, in this... Uh, I don't know if necessarily shocking is the word. Uh, it, it's a focus point that a lot of people have, but it's it's something that typically is difficult to achieve. So the uh, the Consumer Insights Survey was saying that saving money is at the foremost front of the minds of many of the Americans, particularly those making resolutions for the year. In previous years, you know, hoping to lose a couple pounds for the holidays, hit the gym, that type of thing. I know that's one, one of my resolutions is getting mm. into shape a little bit better. Which, which shape? Have you picked? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have not yet. We haven't decided but that yet, yeah. The, the thing that's more surprising is that it's the financial resolutions that have jumped ahead of a lot of those other kind of stapled resolutions. Yeah. Um, and it kind of makes sense when we're talking about the economy, we're talking about the volatility, we're talking about interest rates and inflation that, of course, especially those within about 10, 15 years of retirement, they're going to have a little bit more of a focus on what their financial future is going to look like. Yeah, I wonder if they broke that down more, like, you know, divided this, the age cells a little bit differently. Would it be different between 18 to 34 and say, you know, 45 to 64 or something along those lines? But it was right. a very broad survey and 417 people, not a not a ton of people. But but that. That is surprising. I, I mean, I assume the traditional resolutions, you know, regarding physical health were, you know, securely holding the top spot when it comes to New Year's resolutions. I actually drove by the gym the other day. I didn't stop, but I it was the first, you know, I'm trying. I, I drove I drove by it. I know where it is now. That's a good You know thing. where it is. I know where it is. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Seriously. <laughs> I, I will say if, if you're going to the gym and you're consistent, January is always the worst. Oh, it's yeah. The worst. And yeah. it's most expensive. Yeah, yeah. because you, you have all the people showing up that you know you're, they're just going to take your spot in the gym. You're going to have to wait a while. And they're only going to be there for three or four weeks. Like, I, I mean, give it one more week and it's yeah. going to start to free yeah. up a little bit. By the way, yeah. if everybody went, they, they couldn't – That I mean, they, they, they wouldn't be able to, to handle it. So, you know, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do have friends that just take all this month off and they start back in February. So this is like their <laughs> New Year's break. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I didn't see a breakdown in that survey on, on age, but uh, I did see another survey that I thought was interesting as far as for amounts, kind of a what Ben's talking about. Uh, Motley Fool, uh, uh, Ascent's financial New Year's resolution survey. It found that two thirds of Americans uh, plan to make at least one financial resolution to kick off 2024. So um, I, I find that very helpful. I, I mean, uh, I just I think that making resolutions is helpful, but it's also hopeful. I'm glad that two thirds of people are thinking about this. Uh, the, the key is how long can it keep going? Right. Let's hope it's a little better than that one month at the gym. Um, but, yeah, two thirds of Americans. And yeah. what, do you, what do you think is it in inflation, volatile markets? What do you think is causing these concerns? Well, let's jump into it. Let's jump into if you are one of those people that are looking at a resolution for financial means here in 2024, what are some of the things to be considering or the uh, you know, best bang for your buck? So 
inflation interest rates have been on the forefront of most people's minds financially for the last handful of years. Mm -hmm. And the Fed has made some noise over the last couple of months that they're lowering in, um, interest rates. They're saying that inflation is starting to get more under control and it has been lower. Last year was lower than it was the year previous and the year previous than that. So it's, it is trending the way that they want it to. And I mean, the truth is nobody, nobody knows. Uh, they're leaving it open to be able to spike up more interest rates depending off inflation does not uh, curb even further as they want to get to like a two or three percent inflation metric and so if that doesn't happen then interest rates rise well you know similar things bond funds are going to be a bad investment um, cds will be a good investment but if interest rates start to tank downwards well then we're going to be seeing a spike in stock market gains Bond funds will gain a bit, but not as much as what the market will likely do. And CDs and money market rates will start to fall. And so when it comes to the financial health, financial resolutions, its first decision point needs to be where are you in your, in your time frame? Where are you in your, your phase of life? Are you 20 years old looking to just save more? Well, then throw it in the market. You are a lot of time on your side. Invest. Time in the market is much better than time in the market. If you are 60 years old, hoping to retire in the next year, year and a half, well, then you need to start looking at more strategic places to to use your funds and to not be so much at the, the whims of the roller coastered market. So that, that'd be the first step is where are you and what are you trying to achieve? And then from there, you can start looking at an overall plan. Matt and I tend to be a lot busier this time of the year than we are previously because <laughs> we, we fall into the New Year's resolution side. A lot of people want to get their finances in order, say, OK, what's my realistic retirement dates and what income can I expect? And that's that's really where Matt and I shine. Yeah, you're, it's like at the gym. If you go there the first January second to see Matt and uh, Ben, they're, they're lining outside the door. You don't have to wait a few days to get in. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the show is uh, Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With us each week at this time, Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. Thank you for joining us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. And again, uh, they are with Sound Path Retirement Strategies. I want to give you the phone number. Get on their calendar. Get yourself all set up with that. Uh, a confident plan to retire. You want, you know, you want to be stress free. You want peace of mind as we move further into 2024. So now is the time to do it. It is 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. A little bit about Ben and Matt. They are both fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients. A couple of things comes to mind as you were talking about that. Uh, about inflation uh, it's not rising as fast as it is but you know when you see like three percent that's topped on to like what nine from last year so if you add them up you're still about 12 percent also is it a tough time to downsize now with interest rates so high seniors maybe want to put that off as well it, it is a little tough i hear people often they're thinking about making a change in a home and the issue is as we've said before on the show that you know you got to live somewhere so if you sell and you buy something, you know, and hoping that you can pocket that that delta difference, but you realize that your interest rate is going to be radically different. It's it's a tough thing, um, you know. I think there's some you know hope on the horizon. Again, as Ben said, if if it turns out that that inflation continues to come down and therefore interest rates can start to lower, you know, I'd like to see what happens. Um, I, I've, there's a lot of talk about at least here in the Pacific Northwest having a lot more building projects complete this year. So perhaps, perhaps. There can be more, uh, you know, supply, uh, you know, in the market. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but but overall, I, I think the goal to uh, do something with fi financially for the New Year's resolution, uh, whether it's out of hope or out of fear, um, still is 
is is something that makes me smile when people come sit down with me. And I say out of hope or out of fear, because even in the past two weeks, just so far this month, I've had people sit down in the office and some will say, oh, I've been listening, you know, people I listen to, I know we're, we're basically reaching for an apocalypse. I guess right. it's going to be worse, worse than the Great Depression, like help me do something. And I'm thinking, man, the person who just left my office came in saying, Inflation's coming down. Everything's great. Interest rates are going to come down. Like, let's get back in the, you know, let's get in the market. This is going to be wonderful. And I think, wow, they both set an appointment with me uh, based on two completely different outlooks for the future. (laughs) Right. Uh, But I'm glad they're seeing a professional because here's what I look at with New Year's resolutions. All right. New Year's resolutions are generally, it's for something that we want to fix, something that we either haven't done right or we've been doing wrong. Uh, if, if you're doing something that's working out perfect for you, that's not a New Year's resolution the next year. So people are looking saying, hey, the the earth just turned another year older, right? There's two two times in a year that I think people really think about this stuff on your birthday and on New Year's. Yep. And you think, okay, how many more trips around the sun do I have? And if what I've been doing is not working, what who, who can I talk to to help, help it work? Right. So people who've tried it on their own and haven't worked, they're coming in and that's why we're busy. They're sitting down and saying, let's, let's get some professional outlook. No matter what the future looks like, let, let's, get our, let's, let's get our train on the right track. Well, I think the big thing here, it just in general, has to do with this idea that everything fits as a puzzle piece into the overall plan. There, there's not one single thing that you do or that you can do that instantly fixes everything. I mean, even if you win the lottery, that fixes some elements, but it also makes things significantly harder for for others with oh, handouts. And I would like to try. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'd like to give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Roll the dice on that one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it all has to come in over as an as an overall plan, even with real estate. You know, Matt was talking about if you sell, then you have to buy somewhere. Well, if you're buying smaller or you're buying further away or in you know Montana or somewhere where it's less cost of living, well, that could still work. But it has to be as part of that overall plan. Yeah. And, you know, while Matt and I are, are busy, we always leave a handful of spots open for our listeners. So if you're listening to this and going, well, I, I do have a financial resolution, but I don't know how it fits into the overall plan. Let's look at the plan. The plan will help get you on track to figure out where that resolution fits or where you are financially for retirement. Now, Matt and I are hourly rate advisors. We charge based on the amount of time it takes for us to do whatever it is the clients want us to do. So shoot us a call. You'll be sent to a voicemail. I don't have people working on the weekends. So call, leave a message. We'll call you back first thing on Monday, and we'll get you scheduled either in Mount Lake Terrace or Bellevue or remote if that works for you. And we'll go through those first steps on a financial plan for you, making sure that you're on sure footing going into 2024. All right, here's that phone number, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement plan. Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And remember, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation. So what are you waiting for? Once you get that plan put together for you, you know what you're going to have? peace of mind. It's so important. 877-249-6900. Still very early in the year. Make it a New Year's resolution to go see Ben and Matt at SoundPath Retirement Strategies. One more time on the phone number before we go to break. 877-249-6900. All right, we will take that break right now. Be back with more Ben and Matt and SoundPath Retirement in just a moment. What's up next, guys? 80% of New Year's resolutions are abandoned by February. When we come back, how to set and meet your financial resolutions in the year ahead. Welcome back to the show. This is Soundpath Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, with us each week at this time. 
Ben Covo, Matt Lieberger, thank you for joining us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. All right, so here we go. Folks often kick off the new year with a hopeful idea of what they want to accomplish in the form of resolutions. Uh, many of them have to do with finances. And while 92% of New Year's resolutions aren't met by the end of the year, 80% are abandoned by February. And now you can become the exception to the statistic and not the rule. Now, with me, I didn't make any because I'm the perfect radio host. There's no need for improvement. So, you know, I don't need well, to do that. Well, duh. Uh, come on. Yeah, let's of race course, it. Gary. Anyway, so let's discuss uh, how we can establish <laughs> financial resolutions for 2024 uh, resolutions and build a path to success. And we can talk about, well, learn from last year. That's the first thing, guys. Yeah, that's the first and foremost. Um, and, and often this is where I guess we'll put back on the counseling hats that Ben and I often find ourselves wearing. But um, it, resolutions in general are often things that, that we fail at the year before and, and there's things that we, we try to fix. So for financial purposes, it, it's actually a, a great lens through which to look. What what worked in 2023 and what didn't when it came to finances? And I'm not just simply saying, well, this particular stock worked well in 2023. Okay, but that, we can't always guarantee. I mean, it was a nice bounce back with the market last year. Don't get me wrong. But this is a great place looking backwards uh, to learn from and to build from. So where could your finances benefit from adjustments, uh, adjustments, you know, tweaks, changes, things like that? What are some areas that maybe you tried and they did work and now you're not sure what to try now? Maybe there's some new things uh, that you just don't know. Right. So uh, these are things that we'll sit down and talk and we'll brainstorm areas. Uh, I love it. I just had somebody in the office this past week where I just started brainstorming about five areas and and they were taking notes, loving it. I'm up writing on the window. I don't have a whiteboard in my office. I, I, I use I use markers and write on my window. It's great. I feel like a little kid. But uh, but but we're, we're just exploring and thought, man, these are just things we, we didn't know what we didn't know. And I hear that a lot when it comes to this kind of stuff. So it's a great time to to learn what you didn't know before. Well, I think that's the biggest problem. I've said this multiple times, but the deck is stacked against amateur investors. Yeah. You know, there's this industry is full of acronyms. It's full of, of gateways. You have to go to a financial advisor to get a specific mutual fund or a specific product or whatever the case is. So, you know, if you go to U.S. Bank and say, OK, well, I want to see, you know, your equity CDs or whatever the case is, they're only going to show you U.S. Bank equity CDs. Of course. Yeah. And so where do you get independent side of this you know you talk to an advisor who is a you know a, a fiduciary from fidelity well you know what do you think they're going to be offering mm -hmm. you yeah. fidelity fidelity funds, funds yeah. right and so and, and not always and they don't have to but they they're people tend to lead with these types of things so i do think it's crucial that when you are seeking help for retirement that you're seeking help from someone who's independent I think it also helps to marry that independence with somebody who charges for the hours that they work as opposed to just a general percentage. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, and, and that, that being, so let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about fees because fees are a, a really big, important part of this discussion. You don't want to have your fees eaten alive, yeah, eaten alive your account, right? You don't want to have it. That's, that's not my New Year's resolution. No. Yeah. <laughs> who, who likes paying more and more in fees? And you will have clients that come to us that are routinely paying twenty to $50,000 a year in fees. Oh, wow. Crazy. And, and that's that's huge, mm -hmm. right? The more money that you have, the more that these guys charge in fees because they charge, what, 1%? Yeah. And so – and there's a threshold, right? If a client comes to an hourly rate advisor with $200,000, well, the hourly rate advisor is probably too expensive. Uh, but if they're going to a percent management guy, well, $200,000 times 1%, that's pretty effective. They likely can 
can work that out. But if you've got, you know, $2 million, $3 million paying 1% of that yeah. as a fee mm-hmm. and, and why, is there really that much work that needs to be done yeah. for that 20 to 40,000? And so it's really important to evaluate what your fee structure is. Now, if you evaluate that also with someone who works hourly and is independent like Matt and I are, well, then the conversations aren't about, well, hey, this is what I think you should do. The conversations are more about, hey, here are all the options that yeah. we have. It becomes a brainstorm. Yeah. Well, and it's educational based. It's, hey, this is what we've got. This is what choices that we have. Sure. And let's look at how the pieces can fit all together to get an overall plan that's going to work for you mm-hmm. while also minimizing the overall fees there. And if you have someone that's independent looking at all this and is looking at an, a holistic plan, I've said this multiple times on the show, but a lot of times when clients come to us with statements, it's a junk drawer. Yep. It's three different 401ks, an IRA, and a brokerage account, and that's fine. You know, you added these as you were You've accumulating. Been you, you're doing yeah. your job. But now when it comes to retirement, you want to see how each of these pieces fit together. Yeah. And so I had a client come to me the other day and was saying, okay, well, I want to see how what the return is for each of uh, you know the, the different elements of the plan. And I go, return is very important. It's a very important element here. However... What's also going to be important is what these accounts are doing for you Mm -hmm. because we need to segment them for different time horizons. So some of these aren't going to have great returns because they're income for you for the next couple of years. But the accounts that are going to be 20 year plus, yeah, that's going to be a great returning vehicle. So you got to make sure that you're not blinded by just what the return is of a specific vehicle, but you're looking at the return of a holistic plan. Mm -hmm. What's the overall plan going to look like for you? The show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me, Ben Koval, Matt Leiberger. Thank you for joining us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. I want to give you the phone number to get on their calendar to get yourself all set up with that comprehensive plan, no cost or no obligation. Maybe you got a question uh, that we're talking about here on the show that resonates with you. Matt and Ben be happy to answer your questions, too. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. You know, I know uh, you talk about it from time to time. What about those guys that say, you know, we do better when you do better. <laughs> I don't want to mention yeah, they, that. They seem to do well even when you don't do well. Yeah, as well. I, I know. <laughs> anyway, but uh, one of the other points I want to make is invest in furthering your financial knowledge. And that's what you guys do. It's, we call it the knowledge transfer. When folks come to see you, because you, you, based on your fiduciary responsibilities, you're there to help them as well, not just sell them some products. Am I right? A hundred percent. I mean, we, I really enjoy talking with people about things that it, it's not even something that I place or get paid for or anything like that. It's just, it's part of the holistic understanding of, of wealth accumulation or investment or, or, or tax strategy or what have you. The planning process is actually really fun for me. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk a minute about saving uh, for retirement. Got a clip for you from, you know, the guy who rolls up his sleeves, throws all the papers around. We're talking about uh, Jim Cramer. And he says nothing's more important than savings. And, well, here's what he had to say. I'll get your comments on the other side, guys. When it comes to managing your money, nothing is more important than retirement. Sooner or later, you're going to stop working. Hopefully sooner rather than later, unless you really love your job. So I'm betting most of you, even if you don't own individual stocks, still have some money in a 401k plan. Now, decades ago, corporate pensions started going the way of the dodo, and now the 401k is the main way that Americans save for retirement. Well, nothing really uh, too eye-opening there, but it makes a lot of sense, don't you think? Yeah, I, 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 uh, when you talked about someone rolling up their sleeves and screaming and throwing things, I, I thought you were talking about Ben, but yeah, you know, let's, we'll still with Kramer. No, that's only uh, when we mentioned the 4% when the rule. Are, <laughs> only when the Huskies are playing the Wolverines. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, oops, gosh. Oops. I, I've already blacked that out. Let's not, <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about yeah, that. A while back. Yeah. No, uh, he's 100% right. I mean, again, well, you know, we specialize with retirees, so people who are retired or, or in that red zone close to retirement, but 
gosh, this is something huge. If you're out there listening and you're leading up to retirement, the, you can't, you can't even begin to talk about a plan if, if you haven't first started saying, I, I want to save for retirement. And he's right. The pension went away to the dodo bird. It, it did. The 401k is is the way uh, to go. It's just important to realize that your 401k or your IRA, you know, that is not your holistic retirement plan. That's one part of the puzzle, like as Ben was talking about. Mm-hmm. So he's right. There's just so many other aspects of the puzzle that you want to bring alongside that when we're discussing the planning. Well, a huge one's taxes. Yeah. yeah. And that's usually the one that we see kind of sit by the wayside is a 401k is great. It's tax deferred. And the idea being that you're going to be taxed less when you draw it out. It, it depends. I have some clients where they actually get a pay raise by retiring. It sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but they're able to get more money. And so in that case, well, the 401k, not, not as great. You yeah. need to make sure that you're getting some different hedges against your tax strategy. And this is the one that we've talked about before where we're, it gets punted a lot. Financial professionals don't like to talk about it. And then the CPA doesn't do the investments. So who really gives you the tax advice? And the truth is, it's the financial advisor. The advisor is the one who knows where we're drawing income, what we're investing in, and how the tax status is of those different investments. And then the CPA just does the taxes every year. So make sure that the tax conversation is a huge part of what your overall retirement plan is going to look like. Yeah. You know, uh, every year growing up, I'll say my, my birthday is New Year's Eve. And so uh, growing up as a kid, no matter where we went, there was always a party going on. So I, it, it, it really broke my heart when I learned the world was having a birthday. Yeah, the earth and was not just as well. you. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, not just me. But uh, but that really makes New Year's resolutions important for me because it's my birthday and a new year. Uh, if you're out there, you're driving or you're at home and you're listening right now and you think, yeah, I've got some resolutions uh, that I've been thinking about. And, and, and I want to sit down. I want to plan this out. I want to do something different. I want to do something better financially this year to help all my future years ahead of us. If that's you, um, come sit down with us. Uh, ben and I will sit down. We'll listen to where you're at, where you want to go. Maybe here's some questions you have that you might not know the answers to. We can, we can begin that brainstorm session uh, to create a plan that's right for you. If We always leave about 10 spots open every week for our listeners. Uh, so give us a call. We can meet in person. You'll meet with Ben or myself. You're not meeting with anybody else from the company. You're meeting with one of us. Uh, or we can even meet remote. Uh, If you call now, you're going to get a copy of Ben's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. And uh, yeah, get on our schedules. We look forward to talking with you. Yeah, everybody needs that financial roadmap. And it all starts by picking up that phone and punching those numbers in. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Now, goal to show here is help you make the best decision. So many questions about what we're talking about, how it may apply to your own situation. What are you waiting for? And the folks are going to get back to you first thing on Monday morning, 877-249-6900. You really want to be stress-free when you move into retirement. You want that peace of mind. You want a more confident plan to retire. No cost or no obligation. So what are you waiting for? Do it right now while you're thinking about it. 877-249-6900. All right, we'll take a short break. Be back with more of Ben and Matt and Sound Path to Retirement in just a moment. What's up next, guys? Coming up, we cover the current economic landscape as we embrace the new year and offer tips to help you cross the finish line with your financial resolution. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. Back with us to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Leiberg. By the way, they're both fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients. I want to thank you for joining us, spending time with us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. And Ben and Matt are here as we dive back into the show. 
U.S. credit card debt surged to more than $1 trillion for the first time in 2023. Uh, I can thank my wife for adding, contributing to that. Thank you very much, my dear. Uh, nearly 9 million student loan borrowers defaulted on payments. How about that? So what's this telling you yeah. about the future of the economy? So let's start. Before we get into tips, what is, what is, what is that telling you guys? Well, it's, it's honestly been one of my bigger concerns over the last handful of years. So when you take a look at like the crash of 2008, that was a mortgage-based crash, right? Real estate. Yep. It was mortgage-backed securities that caused issues there. So it was a form of consumer debt. The bigger issue that I've had over the last handful of years has been more like auto debt. The mm-hmm. interest rates and how some of these cars are being pushed creates significant amount of debt. Oh, and yeah. a lot of people are putting them on credit cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you add that with uh, just regular credit card debt as it as it is, I'm, I'm worried about a consumer debt bubble. Mm-hmm. And and I'm hoping that we can avoid these types of things. But with interest rate changes and, and all that, it, it could be what ends up being our next black swan event, which a black swan event, for those that aren't aware, is the is the event that causes the market to turn over. Oh, okay. I never heard uh, that term before. It, to that. Yeah, yeah. So 9-11 was one sure. black swan event. The tech wreck was another one. Yep. Um, mortgage-backed securities failing, that was one. So it's, it's this is kind of an interesting side note, is that people will come up and tell me, I, I like to show graphs and charts of what the market's done over the last 100 years. Sure. Yeah. Mostly because people have short memories that I tend to find. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'll see the Great Depression and you'll see the, you know, the issues with stagflation in the 70s and 80s and you see the 90s and, and all of this. And I'll have clients that come up to me and say, well, you know, that, that was the past. We're not going to see a crash like that again. And my answer to them is you're absolutely right. We're not going to see a crash like that again. Not like that. Every <laughs> single crash that happens is because something new just occurred. Yeah. Sure. There was a different black swan event. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes there's commingling reasons, uh, right? And tech wreck and 9-11 were one of those. That's why 2000 and 2003 was such a bad stretch of time sure. was because yeah. of two real big issues that ended up coming in. Uh, so you have uh, a lot of these different factors involved with what the market ends up doing and how it structures. And so, yes, I, I agree. I agree generally we're not going to see the same types of crashes, but this could be a new one yeah. you know, if we're talking this type of consumer debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know what, I mean, obviously yeah. as a student, sorry, I was just going to say as, as somebody with student loan debt, that that one hits hard <laughs> yeah. when I look at that. Well, I, I still cry over that. But, well, you, uh, you mentioned something that really resonates with me. It's this auto loan debt because I was the victim of that. I had to have a new car every couple of years. I went through my car phase uh, probably mm-hmm. in my uh, 40s. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know what it was or not. I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, so I'd buy these cars and I'd sell them two years later. And of course, I owed more money than they would give me for them but oh, that's yeah. what they you know no problem we'll just roll that bad debt roll into your in. other you know do that two or three <laughs> times you wind up with a 700 dollars car payment <laughs> it's like and, 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 and yeah. you say how the heck i get out of this thing so yeah so uh, fortunately for my son and myself well he wasn't hurt uh he totaled he totaled one of the cars so it's okay <laughs> oh no were you were you underwater when no, it got totaled? no oh That's god good. yes i was way underwater not physically underwater but underwater <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's where it becomes dangerous yeah the car gets wrecked and you owe money yeah, yeah. oh, oh yeah gosh. so we, t- we, we paid that all off and we moved forward but you know now i'm driving a you know 12 year old toyota camry and i'm perfectly happy with it's paid for it's a good car <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. all right so let's get into our five tips to uh, help you along the way i'll have you guys roll through these all right. So the first one is that we want to be specific. So to uh, what I mean by this is is understand the different 
moving parts of what you're trying to achieve for the, your economic landscape. So your retirement, your saving, your accumulation, whatever it is, be specific on your goals. So when it comes to, let's say you're 30 years old and you're trying to save for retirement, ideas like I want to save more or I'm going to put away more, or I'm going to spend less, they're not specific enough. It needs to be I am saving $500 more per paycheck. I am cutting these specific subscriptions and that type of cost thing. So specificity helps quite a bit. And that's that's where it all starts. Matt and I love the specifics. We dive into it in the planning process. I think that's why it's more fun is we, we really kind of nerd out on these types of things, but being able to dive into those specifics of how the moving parts actually work, it's the only way to have a consistency of a plan. It's the only way to have a confidence in the plan, but it also helps give you that firm direction to go. Yeah. As uh, I, I think of, you know, what been I do, you know, we're, we're storytellers. We're also kind of academics at heart. It's, it's something where I, I heard this about an academic. You always stress the footnotes and that's the details and that's the specificity of a plan. So, but the other thing about that plan as well is as specific as you want to be, like I want to save 500 a paycheck is the example that Ben just said. Whatever you do, sometimes I feel like maybe it's just the spirit of Christmas. You know, we're thinking of Santa Claus. We're thinking of whatever. All, everything's positive. Sometimes I think people are uh, too gung-ho and, and they kind of – they really need – to be practical. Yeah. Right. You got to have this practical look to where, you know, you have to establish attainable goals. One thing about goals is they have to be attainable Um, because you, you want to celebrate when you get them. And, and when you reach certain goals, it will inspire you you to go to the next goal. It's just the way it works psychologically. So set goals that are attainable, that are realistic targets. um, And, you know, that where you have reasonable expectations, it's just, it's essential for setting Mm -hmm. yourself up for success. Yeah. Uh, So, so check out your current circumstances, your current financial situation, your income, your starting point. I mean, it would be easy to come and say, I I would like to save a million dollars this year. I can go, you you make $60,000. I mean, (laughs) yeah, come on. Wouldn't we all? So, (laughs) so let's make great goals reasonable and then let's achieve them together. So I'm not going to pitch for the Seattle Mariners. I don't need a crafty left-hander and aging left-hander. Probably not. At this point, maybe you will be. Yeah, yeah. you never know. It could be. Uh, by the way, I, I would I would pay to go watch the game. Yeah, oh, sure you would. Yeah, exactly. And I'd probably bounce it to home plate or something. Anyway, the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me, Ben Coble, Matt Lieberger, with us each week at this time. Uh, all seriousness, I want to get you that phone number. Get on their calendar. Get yourself all set up with a convenient, a confident plan and a comprehensive plan, I should say, for retirement as you move through the year. Here, it's still early in the year, so now is the time to act. We know we listen to the show every week. We appreciate that. But here's that phone number. Get it, let's get started right now. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. And Ben and Matt are with SoundPath Retirement Strategies. They're both fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients. And thank you for joining us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio on your Saturday morning. All right. Be specific. Be practical. Be persistent. You fall down. got to get back up, right? Well, so here's the thing. Uh, when it comes to the persistence of it, it's hard to save for retirement. It's hard to not save for retirement, understanding that that's inevitably going to be coming down the pipe and you don't have enough money. It's hard either way, right? It's hard. Yeah. Both both sides are hard. So choose your heart. Which hard do you want to be dealing with? Do you want to deal with the one where you don't have enough money at the end of the day? Or do you want to deal with the one where you have to save a little bit more now and you have to tighten the belt? choose your heart. Yeah. And that's really what I what I 
bring down to persistent life. It's all about difficult choices. So which one's going to be the most impactful to you and what's the most pros and cons? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other thing, uh, I want to go back to one thing I mentioned earlier, and that has to do with kind of celebrating your victories. Because I, I have found this just from a psychological standpoint, huge in life. Um, it, it is, it really is the little victories that that make a huge difference over time. So when you're developing your financial resolution, you know, set some pre-established milestones that you can celebrate. I mean, I'll tell you what, if I, I, I had someone come sit down with me, gosh, this is probably a week and a half ago now. Um, and we're going through where they're at. They still got a little bit of working years before retirement. So they're in that red zone and they've done really well in a certain, in, in a few key areas. Mm. There, there was some areas that were lacking, just some holes in the plan we need to fill up. But man, I was able to look and go, Hey, congratulations. Here's what you've done. Right. And just seeing that smile on their face. Like they never, they never sat back and thought, wow, we made some good decisions. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Now, here's what we'll do now to get you to the next step. But but by golly, you, you've you've done some good. So learn to celebrate when you make progress. It's not like you wake up tomorrow and and you're ready to retire. It's a process. Yeah. And so that's the that was the fourth one. So celebrate your victories. And then the fifth one is to make sure you track it. Have a record of the resolution or the financial plan. And this is again where Matt and I really enjoy this space because our plans show a record of what's happened. So I always like to be conservative when it comes to retirement planning. Uh, the plans that I create are extremely conservative on the growth expectation on a number of different factors. And the reason is that I'd like to show progress. I like to show forward progress. I like to have good conversations. And so if we're very conservative on the expectations, then there's a lot less of a chance that I'm going to have to sit across the table from a client and say, Hey, we were too aggressive. So yeah. now your income has to change. In retirement, that is a horrible thing to hear. Your income needs to be pretty sacred. It needs to be pretty stable and consistent on it. So I like to avoid any conversations that might lead to a lowered income. But, you know, when we're talking annual review stuff. This is what we're doing right now. Matt and I are in the, the thick of it. It's January, so we're talking performance review of everything. And to see client accounts at such a high level of overperformance, so they come in and go, okay, well, where where are we? Where where are we looking to go? And showing, hey, you have significantly more assets now than what the plan actually needs. That's a fun conversation. You know, what are we going to do with these funds? Go on a trip. Mm -hmm. uh, family reunion. Use it for the kids. Use it for the grandkids. Gift. Wh whatever you want to do. Charities. But you have that availability because you had a plan that was specific. Nope. That was practical. That was consistent or persistent. You're celebrating these wins here. And now we have a record of what that all looks like. So it's a comprehensive plan. That's the name of the game is in retirement. You want that comprehensive look. You want to be able to see where all the moving pieces are. You want to be able to understand what they're invested in and how it's going to ultimately work for you. Not just the return, but also what does it do for you and what does it do for your livelihood? Now, if this sounds interesting, if this sounds like something you don't have, it is crucial in retirement that you have something written down on what your plan is going to look like. And I'm not talking a generalized sense of how you're going to draw income. I'm not talking a 4% rule. I'm talking about a specific, what am I taking? What's the tax of what I'm going to be taking? How is it fighting against inflation and interest rates and all of those types of elements and, and unique now issues? And if you don't have something like that, shoot us a call. Matt and I, again, we always leave a handful of spots open. Not sure how many... Uh, voicemails that we've got at this point, but shoot us a call. And you'll be sent to voicemail because we don't have anybody answering the phones right now, but we'll call you first thing Monday and get you scheduled for a time 
to meet Matt and I either in person or remote. And it will be with Matt or myself. It is not going to be with one of the other advisors here. As a reminder, we are hourly rate advisors. We'll talk about what that looks like and what it means for you and if it makes sense. And if it does, great. We'll talk about subsequent meetings that we can have after that. But shoot us a call. We'd love to sit down with you and create this first element of a plan. All right. Great advice, Ben. Here's that phone number, 877-249-6900. No cost, no obligation. Get a better handle on your financial situation. Find out what your investments are really costing you because of high fees or commissions, what future tax implications will be, how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. So what are you waiting for? Do it right now, 877-249-6900. One more time before we go to break, 877-249-6900. Take that break right now. Be back with more of Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben and Matt. Guys, what's up next? Listeners have questions, and we've got answers. That and more coming up next right here on Sound Path Through Retirement. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Panther Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. And back with us to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. They're both with SoundPath Retirement Strategies. Thank you for joining us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. All right, questions that came to us. Here we go. Let's get to uh, Marge in Marysville. When people give out the general goal for retirement, the 75 to 80% of your working income, is it net or gross, and does that still hold true? I've never heard it, that question before. Interesting. What do you think? Yeah, Marge, great question. I, I, I too have not heard those specific uh, percentages as the goal for retirement. I often hear the one million dollars. You know, that's been a classic thing forever. If I have a million dollars, I can retire. Um, but I, I would say this: so asking the net or gross question, you're, you're talking taxes here, right? Um, uh, tax liabilities change uh, in, in your retirement. It depends on whether you're pulling from tax deferred funds, tax free funds, capital gain funds. You know, what have you saved and how are you receiving your your distribution from from which from which taxable buckets are, are you pulling money? So it's not necessarily about whether it's net or gross. It's how much spendable assets do you have to be able to cover your budget? And there's that word that Gary loves to hate budget budget. Word. Uh, yep. But really, that, that's key. I know it's it's the B word, um, Marge. That's what we really sit down and 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 begin to plan when we first sit down with clients. Before we get into the fun talks about every single investment out there and all the all the returns that you know that are offered as of that day, uh, we first start with the budget, and and it's got to start with income. So whether that's seventy five or eighty five percent of what you currently make, I, I don't know. What, what is your budget for retirement? Because things change in retirement. You know, you, you may not be driving as far to work and your gas might go down, but you might start traveling. So your jet fuel costs might go up a little <laughs> bit, right? Um, we need to sit down and, and, and create a budget. At that point, then we can structure a plan with you based on the funds that you have saved. You know, again, what do you have that might have gone into a 401k or an IRA that's tax deferred? What do you have that might be Roth and what might be in a brokerage account or, you know, hiding in your safe downstairs? You know, those all have different taxable liabilities. And at that point, we can create a nice distribution strategy, taking in tax strategy, you know, involved, and we can create a uh, distribution strategy for you. So yeah, it's a little difficult to just pin down with just net or gross on 75 to 85%. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and here's where yeah, this came go ahead. from. Go ahead, ben. It, so the 75 to 85%, the, I don't like dealing with rules of thumb in yeah. general when it comes to retirement planning. Mm-hmm. 
But the idea here is that you're saving while you're working, you're saving it money into retirement. So when you retire, you're no longer needing to do that. So yeah, that's not putting cuts any money in your 401k, right? The idea is that you have less taxation in retirement, not more. So that cuts a little bit. So the idea of 75 to 85% is generally saying that you can walk off with the same spendable amount of income as you did while you were working. And theoretically, if you were able to make ends meet without bleeding while you're working, then you'll be able to retire on that too. But again, rules of thumb are great when you're 30 and you're trying to figure out how much I should get to and, and what these values need to look like. But when it comes to the realistic, maybe you're going to be a significant traveler, like Matt's saying, and you need more income than what you're currently bringing in. Well, that's going to be a much different conversation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe you really love gardening and traveling just physically exhausts you. So that's going to be significantly less expensive. So it's all going to depend on that conversation. How to start with the income, like Matt's saying. Mm -hmm. and, well, you know, and how many people come in your office and say, hey, listen, it's okay. I want to have less money uh, in retirement than I did during my regular lifestyle when I was working. So that the, the, that's the percentage thing gets me as well. But maybe they're considering most folks at that point yeah. don't have a mortgage anymore. Uh, could that be something to consider? It's yeah, maybe. I mean, it's all just trade-offs. That's the whole thing right. is that you want to look at the spendable amount of money. So typically you want to look at net just in general. Right, right. And Matt, did you say $1 million? I think you said $1 million. Hold on, please. I'd be rich. Yeah, we haven't played that in a while, so it was there. You go first, uh, first for twenty twenty four, and maybe the last for twenty twenty four. All right, Angelo in Bremerton. <laughs> but, but, but will it really be the last? Probably not. No. Uh, uh, Angelo in Bremerton. <laughs> what are the benefits of a Roth four hundred one k over a Roth IRA? Thanks and Happy New Year. So Angelo's still saying Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year, Angelo. Good for you. <laughs> must have listened to our show last exactly, week. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Roth 401k versus Roth IRA. So some key differences, a Roth IRA has income limits. So if you make over a certain dollar amount, depends on if you're single or if you're married, then you cannot contribute to a traditional Roth IRA. You have to do a Roth 401k if available through your employer. Now Roth 401ks have much higher limits. So instead of maxing you out at the uh, you know, IRA limit, just less than $10,000, you can go up to the 401k limit of $23,000 in a Roth 401k. And it does not have any income restriction. So Roth 401ks are typically a lot easier to get money into and you can get a lot more into it. And changes to the tax laws mean that you can actually have your employer match on Roth as opposed to in IRA funds. You, of course, have to pay all those taxes, but uh, significantly better served for higher net worth clients being a Roth 401k. Mm -hmm. So that's really the main difference is how much you can put in and if there's an income limit tied to it. But right. your employer has to offer it. So if you don't know, ask if your 401k has a Roth uh, component to it. All right. Great advice. Thank you, Angelo. Angelo and Marge, here's that phone number. Get on the calendar uh, for you guys and everybody else listening today. It is 877-249-6900. Maybe you have a question like Marge or Angelo, or maybe you really want to set up that comprehensive plan, no cost or no obligation, get that financial roadmap put together for you. 877-249-6900. You really deserve a more confident plan to retire. You want to be stress-free. You're looking for peace of mind. It all starts by picking up the phone, punching those numbers in, leave your name and number, get back to your first thing on Monday morning because Matt and I are the only ones that work on over the weekend, along Ben's working with us too. Though. Thank you, Ben, for being here. We yeah, I don't count though. Yeah, no. 877-249-6900. Uh, <laughs> the show is Sound Path Retirement. Thank you for joining us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Let's get to Fred in Olympia. Uh, he's heard a lot about these backdoor uh, Roths, uh, but he doesn't quite understand it. Can you explain that to our listeners and to uh, Fred? 
Yeah. Yeah. For a, a backdoor Roth and for everyone else listening, if you haven't heard that term or if you haven't have been curious, uh, it, it's a phrase we use in the industry. In fact, it has to do with what Ben was just speaking about to the uh, to the last question uh, that the listener brought in. So if you find yourself to where you earn more than what's allowed to do a Roth IRA. So let's say, for instance, your company does not allow a Roth 401k and you're trying to get some Roth money and you look and you make too much. So for 2024, we've had a little bit of a change. So your your modified adjusted gross income uh, in 2023, it was 150,000, 153,000 for an individual that's gone up to 161. And if you're married, you can go up to 240,000. But if you are making more than that, again, that's adjusted gross income. But if you're making more than that, and you still want to get some tax free dollars growing for you, then you can do what we call backdoor IRA. And yeah, you know, this is going to sound like a loophole. And it kind of is. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, we'll see how long this goes, but it's there and we use it. What it means is you open up a traditional IRA. All right, you're going to put in your money, you can, you know, you can max that out during this year. Uh, with a traditional IRA, you don't have the same um, income limitations. But you're going to choose not to, uh, you're going to go ahead and choose not to, uh, or sorry, to pay the taxes this year. So some people say, well, why would I pay the taxes on an IRA? The whole point is that this can be tax deferred. Yeah, you're going to choose to pay the taxes. Non-deductible IRAs. Non-deductible IRAs. And because then at the end of the year, you can then turn around and convert that. Uh, you've already paid the taxes on it. You can then convert it into Roth. And so well, it's not a conversion. It's a rollover. It's a rollover. Yeah. Yeah. So it, we call it a backdoor Roth because you're going to end up getting your Roth uh, money that you want. And so, it's, yeah, it's just it's just an interesting way to do it. Uh, but if that intrigues you, one of the reasons you should give us a call if you're in that red zone for retirement, sit down with Ben and I. We can uh, talk about that for you. Yeah. If your income and, and at that point, that money, those levels. yeah, that money would grow tax free at that point. Correct. Because you've converted it into the Roth right. or, and go or back to the you tax free. Yep, exactly. You got it. OK, cool. All right. Let's get to uh, Samantha and Kirkland. Our final question of the show today. I have a 401k from a previous employer and I'm considering rolling it into an IRA so I don't have two big, uh, two different big name companies involved in my finances. The problem is I'm down around 12% on my 401k. Should I wait to recoup some losses or just roll it into the 401k now? What do you have for Samantha and Kirkland? Okay. Uh, well, I think there's a couple elements here because you're talking about a 401k from a previous employer that you're considering rolling into an IRA. But then at the end, talking about how it might be a 401k. So let me talk about the different elements in case we're getting confused in the semantics. An IRA from a previous provider, previous employer can roll over into a regular IRA wherever you want. You can go to Schwab or Fidelity or Vanguard or whatever the case. You can invest however you want to invest it. The issues with that rollover is that IRAs typically can be more fees depending on how you're investing them. And uh, you have to actually make the choices or have somebody manage it for you. And so uh, there's... Uh, Bit more work involved with doing a rollover to an IRA. But I think what this question is, isn't about rolling it to an IRA, but rolling it into another 401k. So if you have a previous employer's 401k, a lot of the current employer's 401ks would allow you to roll those monies into that current provider. So you just have one spot for all of your 401k money. It doesn't matter. And I, I mean that in the nicest way possible, because if you're invested in the stock market, and you keep it in there, then it's going to recover. If you roll it over to your other or your new 401k and you have the right uh, dynamic diversification in it, then it's going to recover as well. So what's going to be more important is that you have a philosophy that matches the investment tools that you've got and that you don't have an outlier in uranium mines, you know, 
just doing bad things. So make sure it's all in your overall investment structure. But if you really want these all consolidated, just roll it over and then just make sure you have your investments in line with that current 401k. I, I think that depending on the age of Samantha, I don't think she gave her age, but having things all consolidated, gosh, it really helps not to lose something down the yeah. road. I mean, we, we, we've talked about before. I, I've had people sit down and three meetings and go, oh, I, I found I have an extra hundred thousand. I have an extra hundred thousand, <laughs> you know, Ben throws out that number because that really happened to one of my clients wow. very recently. Um, and it was great to find. It was great to find, but uh, yeah. So there, there's something to be said for having it all together. Um, hey, great questions again this week, everyone. And, and if these questions spark more questions in your mind, if you're listening, uh, we always leave spots open every week to meet with our listeners. And we always love to meet our listeners in person, whether it's virtual uh, or in person. And in person, that's either Bellevue or over on the west side of Mount Lake Terrace. Uh, but we always enjoy meeting our listeners. So uh, if, if that's you and you want to explore questions of your own, get some answers. Or you want to sit down and, and, and maybe you haven't made New Year's resolutions financially yet this year. And you think, I should. I ought to. Uh, but gosh, where do I start? Well, you start by giving us a call. Uh, call our number. Uh, as been said earlier, we don't have our uh, back office folks working on the weekends. So you'll leave a message and one of them will call you back on Monday, and get you on our calendar and we'll sit down and we'll begin to brainstorm and go through uh, planning a retirement that, that works for you. So uh, if you call now, you're going to get a copy of Ben's book, the little book of big answers for retirement planning success. Uh, that'll give you some great insight into the way we think around here and, and operate. So call us. We look forward to talking with you. All right. Great advice, Matt. Here we go. Eight seven seven two four nine six nine zero zero. What are you waiting for? Get yourself all set up for that comprehensive plan, no cost or no obligation. Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And remember, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation. One more time on the number, 877-249-6900. Wow, the show has flown right on by. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. We hope you found the information we presented helpful. Look forward to all of you being back next week. We'll have new topics, new questions right here on Sound Path for Retirement with Ben and Matt. Guys, I enjoyed it. As always, go enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you, Gary. Have a good one, Gary. All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath retirement strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.